Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I have Terry Saka on the phone with me today, and he is a guy that is someone you can ask about financial advice. As you know, I from time to time say, I'm not an financial advisor. I can't give it financial advice, but this guy can. Four licenses, which is far more than most people have. Four licenses as a financial advisor, 13 years in precious metals, 10 years of actually owning a business that deals with precious metals. So Terry Saka of CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Welcome to the Prophecy Club, my brother. It's a, pl- a pleasure, Stan. Thank you, for, thank you for inviting me on. Okay, so let's back up first of all and find out. Tell us about Terry Saka. Well, I uh, was a, just a typical kid from Detroit and ended up joining the Army. I got a NATO secret clearance in nuclear warfare in the Army. Ended up coming out, going to school, wanted to be involved in international business, didn't realize it would be in precious metals. But I did take my stint at A.G. Edwards uh, as a financial advisor. Um, It was there I thought I was going to have uh, autonomy into helping people in investing. But I found out real quick they wanted everyone in a pigeonhole type of investment style. So it was after that, after acquiring all those licenses, operating as a financial advisor, I realized real quick around 2007 that tangible assets were going to be the most important thing in the future. Uh, And that was right before the gold and silver rally started. And then ever since then, God has just been unbelievable in placing us into relationships that is involved directly in the refining of the material. We deal right down to the grain of the material. We produce it into a mint form. And then we also have things privately minted. And then we securely transport it and store it uh, around the country. And it's been a wonderful blessing, Stan, because a lot in the industry, they have to buy from someone in order to resell. We actually are involved at the ground level in the refining aspect. And it's just been a tremendous blessing because I really believe when it hits the fan, a lot of people are going to have a difficult time getting supply. And we will always have that channel. And put it this way, if we don't get it or we can't get it, then then we're in trouble. Okay, so do you actually own a silver or gold or some kind of mining operation? No, what we do is we have relationships directly with the refinery. And so because of our integrity over the years, that's one thing about this business. It's a handshake business. So, you, know, you mess somebody up one time and you'll never work again. But because of those relationships, we're able to get the actual material, whether it be recycled or refined right into the grain itself. And then we send it off to our minting facility that then goes into doing the minting. Uh, But these are very, very tight relationships. We've had them for some time and we treasure them. Okay, now most people don't understand what you mean when you said into the grain itself. Yes, wheat. Barley, we understand grain. We don't understand grain with precious metals. Explain. It basically, it looks like a BB. If you were to think of a BB gun, uh, what they end up doing when they refine, which I love because uh, God even said, uh, it was Malachi 3.3, 3, um, I sit as a refiner, a purifier as of silver. And I love that revelation because he's when you're refining silver, it's in a pot. And all the black impurities come up to the top and it bubbles out. And it once silver is pure, you look down, it actually will be like a mirror, like your bathroom mirror. And you know all the impurities are cooked out. As God was telling us, I will sit and cook the impurities out of you till you look down and see the image of Christ in you. I thought that was pretty pretty awesome. But when you get to that level of purity, 
they then it comes out and it it comes into like little BBs. It just drips out into little BB form. And that little tiny BB form is pure 99.9% pure silver. Hmm. And then it's from there, they put it into an extruder, extruder machine. It makes the uh, big long rods. They then, they cut the blanks up. And then from the blanks, then we go through the pressing machine and then press them into the coins that we have. So you take the BBs and turn them into gold or silver or rhodium or whatever it is kind of coin. Yep, you can. Or any form at that point you can do. But we, we specifically go into coins. Uh, we like the one ounce, which is 31.1 grams of silver. Uh, you know, it's a, to me, it's very specific. You know, there's plenty in the Bible where it says a dishonest weight and measure is an abomination. Honest scales of delight. Silver is 31.1 grams. You can't make it. You can't fake it. And the nice part about it is it will be, is, is my opinion, a one-ounce silver coin becomes a, easily a $100 bill in the future. So it's a lot easier to sell when you want to. Okay, well, that's my next question. If they can get pretty much any kind of precious metal they want from you, why is it that, or, or are you recommending silver? And if so, why silver? Well, silver specifically, now I, you know, just from the mission of Cornerstone established, let alone the dreams I had, but it goes to Job 27 in a paraphrase where God was saying, you know, the wicked pile up silver like dust, but in the end it's distributed to the innocent. And I kind of got a revelation on that that said that the wicked hoard the money. And today the wicked hoard currency, this fiat currency. They got away from real money, which would be physical silver, Article 1, Section 8 of our Constitution. And I really believe when these currencies collapse, which this is a design that is getting ready to take place globally, all currencies will be collapsing on purpose. And it's at that time wealth transfers because as the fiat currencies go down, physical silver is a form of money. Gold is the real tier one money, but physical silver is our biblical money, let alone uh, money in our constitution. It is going to have a tremendous value adjustment because the currencies, the paper monies, will be very, very low in value. Have you heard Shane Warren, heard the audible voice of God say that silver is going to skyrocket far more than gold? Yes. And when I saw that, it, it so lined up with the dreams that I had had uh, way back in the day and where Job 27 hit me. There is definitely something about silver that I call God's money. It's for we the people. As in Job 27 says, it's distributed to the innocent, which I believe are the Christians. I think silver is our secret weapon as a kingdom because it is our constitutional money, Article 1, Section 8. It has been manipulated and suppressed to keep the perception that the dollar is strong and viable. That's why it's been manipulated. But now they don't care because the crashing of the dollar value is part of the bigger picture globally, and then silver is going to be the recipient, let alone the actual physical supply and demand ratio that is extremely out of whack that most people are not aware of. Our group believes that God does speak in dreams. You mentioned your dream. Tell us your dream. When was it? Where were you? And what was the dream specifically? In South Florida, and Cornerstone had just gotten started. My wife was the one having dreams to get the company started. I wouldn't do it, and she kept, you know, telling me weeks later, you know, I had it again. You didn't open it, did you? Open the bank account? I said no, no, no. I finally did, and soon as I opened the bank account, 
God said, just build it and I will fill it. But once that happened, I had a dream back to back where, and I didn't understand this was a scripture, but God said in the dream, repent of your wicked way, come back to me and I will heal your land. And if you do not, flames burst up at the bottom of the dream. And this was two nights in a row. Now, I didn't realize that went into a scripture, but what I, I was thinking is at that time, I was in Bible school. I'm on fire for Jesus. I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? But then I realized it wasn't me he was referencing. He was referencing the church in America. We needed to adjust our ways because what was coming was going to be very, very difficult. And I think now we're starting to see that. And this was probably about nine years ago that I had this. And ever since then, I've been on a mission to get ready for what looks like is just about now. I know I've asked this question, but I want you to answer it in a different way. Why silver? The supply and demand is another one. The supply and demand of silver has been suppressed. And it's, it is the number one commodity in consumption next to crude oil. Not just your bathroom mirrors, of course, but every piece of electronic all the medical equipment in hospitals. Silver is phenomenal for fighting bacteria. The supply has dwindled. We had roughly 18 billion ounces of silver above ground back in the day. That's why a lot of people know silver is the term junk silver because it really wasn't worth a lot. Do you know today I asked the refinery if I had a major ministry come in and wanted to buy everything we can get our hands on, what could I get globally? They told me I would be lucky to get 400 million ounces. We've gone from about 18 billion ounces above ground, which means we had plenty of supply. Today, we will be lucky to get a billion ounces of silver worldwide. Now, there is hoarding going on. China's hoarding it. India's hoarding it. But the bottom line is we've consumed it. And it is the most important and vital commodity to the future because of its nature of heat conduction and bacteria fighting in all of the industrial realm. And being that the supply is dwindling, we even had interviews from CEOs like at Samsung that are prepared for silver to be $200 and more an ounce because they actually need it for the product. So to me, it just so happens to be not only on the biblical side, not only in the monetary side, but in the actual industrial demand The supply is getting so low compared to the demand and need, especially with like solar cells. You're seeing a lot more, a bigger push towards solar cells for homes and and solar cell technology, which also takes a lot of silver. We're going to have to have a lot higher silver prices in order to get that out of the hands of the hoarders. And that's one reason why I know uh, just from my side of the business, we're going to see exponential growth in prices sooner or later. Once they give up the fight, Stan, that the dollar needs to be supreme, the psychological fight against the people, you're going to see a break. And the other side to that is we also have been tracking some of the largest banks in the United States. Our top bank in the United States actually owns a tremendous amount of physical silver. That's what they've been doing while suppressing the price over the last handful of years They've been acquiring the physical and taking it out of the market. And to add one more to that, Stan, what a lot of folks haven't realized, this is the biggest component that got me last fall. Last fall around September, our banking system started collapsing. 
to the tune of hundreds and hundreds of billions in the repo market, which is where repurchasing agreement market where banks go overnight to borrow money from banks. They no longer were doing it. It became a major, major panic. This was during our holiday time, Christmas time, so nobody was paying attention. But the Federal Reserve had to bail out the banks to the tune of $700 billion just in the fall time. Right now, today, it's been about $5 trillion in bailing out the banking system. And that's just the beginning. So you're seeing a shift in what's taking place in the market system. And they know that we're at the tail end of a cycle globally. And the, the whole fiat system is going to collapse and get into a retool into a new one. And silver is going to be the biggest beneficiary of that currency collapse. What version of the Bible do you read? I read the King James. It's the Strong's version, King James. Okay. That now, I actually are you, use for research. I get into research in the Greek and the Hebrew of it. Are you a prophecy student? I sure study hard. I study really deep into the actual Hebrew writings of the original uh, scripts and it's pretty extraordinary. Like, for instance, like this, you know, in, in Proverbs 16, 3, where it says, do all your work unto the Lord, and he'll make your thoughts, he'll make you successful. Every Bible version says that. Only the King James, in my opinion, was the best translation of the languages. Only in the King James, it says, do all your work unto the Lord, and he will make your thoughts established. And that got me. It gives me goosebumps even now saying it. Because that implies there's a direct connection if you're into, the, into it enough where God will download right into your brain. I think that's where the prophecy comes. I haven't quite gotten there, but I tell you what, it doesn't mean I, I don't study it. I just don't know if God's using me that way or not. But I, I definitely am a pretty deep study for sure. Do you base your business upon the Bible? Yes. I have to say to some extent it, it's probably hurt me. Um, I strictly only do kingdom business. God told me specifically, get my people ready. And it didn't mean secular, not that I don't love them, but it meant get the kingdom, the Judeo-Christian world ready for what was coming. And that's all we do 100%. Most of our team, most of our crew that have been with me for over 10 years, we went to Bible school together. We're a very tight-knit group. And unfortunately, and I don't say it unfortunate because I'm actually proud of it, but we are very extremely Christian-oriented because we believe this is a lot bigger than just, you know, a Bible scripture. We believe this is something in your world, in the prophetic side, bigger coming, and we needed to be prepared. Silver just happened to be our money as a kingdom that God gave us. Hey, guy, 2-8, the gold is mine, the silver is mine. And I believe that's our ability to have money when it hits the fan and the digital world shuts things down, we still have something that is of value. 401k and IRA. 401ks and IRAs, a lot of people are not aware of. In 401ks, now 401ks, there's certain stipulations, unfortunately. If you're not vested into the company, if you're still working for the same company, you won't be able to do anything. But if you have a 401k and you're moving companies or jobs, or you're fully vested, you can actually roll over a big portion of that 401k right into a precious metals IRA. And then from your IRA retirement account, traditional, Roth, it doesn't matter, you can actually roll over proceeds of that IRA really simple into a precious metals IRA where then you physically own the metal 
stored in a private depository that is probably running a vast majority of IRAs in the country, incredibly secure, but you own the physical metal in your retirement account, which is valuable because a lot of people think, oh, you can just go in the stock market and buy silver ETFs. You do not want any form of paper in the world that's coming. You want tangible assets. And the nice thing, even though an IRA has to have the physical metal in a vault managed by a custodian, if it really hits the fan, you can have a full distribution of that physical metal sent to you and you just deal with the taxes in the following year. But at least, you know, you can have it in your hands. Okay, let's say a person only has $10,000 to invest. As a professional financial advisor, what percentage, gold, silver, rhodium, whatever, what would you recommend? Right now, I would say silver. And the only reason it's people say, well, you should be diversified. Well, silver, because it's so undervalued, it will explode hundreds of percent. After that, I would diversify into some other metals. I'm also a little soft on gold because gold was made a tier one asset a few years ago. What that means is gold is now equal to U.S. treasuries and currency. They're known as fungible. They could be interchanged. I don't trust that because back in the 30s when they confiscated gold, gold was money. Well, today, gold being tier one is technically money. Silver They've left alone because it's such an industrial product, even though it's our constitutional biblical money, it was industri it's industrial. They can't make it money. And number one, there's not enough supply. And two, it's, it's too in high demand for industrial purposes. I would be more or less focused on silver. It's always going to be convertible to currency. And the, the amount of return, which would be profit, is going to be exponential to the other metals in the future. What is the difference in the coins you offer? We actually have a 99.9% .9 pure silver coin. I think the one difference, now, number one, I'm, this is where I kind of get off. I'm not a fan of government coins. You know, they're, they're spiritually charged in a way that I'm not, I don't dig. They, they have symbolism on them that I don't like. Some of the other coins, they're collectibles. They're old. You, you pay premiums because they're collectible. It's not necessary. What we have in, in ours, we call it the crown, it is a First Amendment protected silver coin because it is 100% Judeo-Christian in its nature. I mean, 12 stars on one side are for the disciples. 12 on the other side are for the tribes of Israel. You know, there's a crown for the king and a lion for the Judah. And there's scripture on it. So meaning under the First Amendment protection clause, they cannot take something if it's religious we will have a First Amendment protection on this particular silver coin because it's not money in the sense of a silver eagle or government coins. It's not bullion. It's actually a different category. And I've had people challenge me on that, stand, but I tell you what, you read that First Amendment clause and you'll realize we definitely have something here. So you're saying if the government were to require collection of silver coins, they can't require collection of yours? No, well, they could do anything they want in the end, but no, because it's a religious item. Just like in the 30s when they confiscated gold and silver back in the day, it was because it was money. But they did not confiscate your cross or your, your religious jewelry. I had a pastor friend of mine one time said as, as he's traveling, 
he's going to make a gold and silver, huge gold and silver cross and stick gems in it. So that way, if he got stuck somewhere, he always had money or value with him because of it being a religious item. They can't take it. Would there ever be a time in a time of emergency, society is broken down, you pull up to a gas station, you probably wouldn't want to try to buy a tank of gas with a one ounce gold coin or a one ounce rhodium coin. But what about silver? Are they probably going to accept this, even though it might not be like a St. Gauden or something like that? Absolutely, because, well, we were actually seeing that. Now, I'm up here in Montana. I know in North Dakota, Montana, even Utah, there are states already where merchants will take silver for payment. What they do is they weigh it out, and then they give you a credit, and you go buy your goods. There's already states in the union that are saying gold and silver is real money, which, of course, Article 1, Section 8 it is. They're already starting to do that. Silver... Because of its low value now, I look at it as a $100 bill in the future. So I would not be surprised, especially if we see a hit the fan, things shut down. You're going to find, just as history always did, just as the Roman Empire, same thing. Those that hold the real precious metal will have real money in the end. And you better believe a gas station attendant or someone else, they'll be taking that silver all day because they can weigh it. And they can test it, and they'll know it's pure. Well, that's the next question. All right, do we want to get, like, half-ounce coins, one ounce? What about five-ounce bars? What are the things there? Ten-ounce bars are pretty cool, too. I, I mean, I'm a fan of ten-ounce bars, um, but they're a little bit more expensive in the future. You know, when silver is $100 an ounce, that's a $1,000 bar. I like one-ounce coins. Now, I'm with you on the half-ounce silver. That's something most people don't do right now because they – it's just they just don't think of it because it's cheap and they don't realize. I still think one ounce silver coins probably good enough because you figure if you have one coin, you can sell it in the future. When it's $100 an ounce, you can go and trade it anywhere, get $100 worth of service and goods. And more or less, that should cover just about everything because of the inflation that'll be there. Uh, that'll probably be easily more than cover it. The half ounce increment, you don't find too often. They don't mint a lot of those. Uh, because of the lack of uh, demand. Uh, but in the future, that may be a possibility. But right now, most people just don't go there. Okay, let's talk about how to buy them and then how to sell them. First question, how do we buy it? How do we go about getting this? Obviously, cornerstoneassetmetals.com, Mention Prophecy Club, obviously 888-747-3309. What other ways? They obviously didn't go anywhere to find it. Uh, I think that going through us, they're going to have a relationship, and that's going to be a big deal. But they can call us. They can go on the website. They can register for information. We'll contact them, and we will walk them through the process. I, myself, being an old advisor, I handle larger accounts that deal in hundreds of thousands and more because it gets complicated. So I personally will actually handle uh, folks under that uh, guideline. We have tremendous dealers here that have been very educated with us a long time. So by registering for information at cornerstoneassetmetals.com, we contact them that way, or they can call us at any time and we'll, we'll get with them. And then we start the process. We can take a check over the phone, of course. We can do wires. Uh, and then, of course, with the rollovers and IRA paperwork, we will actually help you with all of that process because it becomes very simple, it's very seamless, and it can happen fairly quickly depending on where the money is coming from. 
What do you mean check on the phone? I did that. I'd never heard that. I didn't know you could do that. Explain that. You know, I didn't I didn't either until COVID hit. As soon as this virus hit. Oh, by the way, when those banking system was collapsing last fall, it was convenient that the banking system was collapsing. And all of a sudden this virus showed up. That's just a side note. I found that very interesting. But during the whole COVID process, when they started forcing everybody to work from home, the banking institutions increased all of these lines and now gave us digital ability to take a check over the phone. We can process that through a software program and then deposit it right into the company bank account, just as if you mailed a check to us. That was new to me too, Stan. I, I was shocked that we could do it. It doesn't matter how large the check is. We can take a check over the phone for $300,000. It doesn't matter. Now that one actually goes directly to the bank, but it's very seamless and they, the system has it down. So it's, it's not a problem in the banking business. We processed a, a serious amount of money by checks over the phone, which has been a surprise. It's been a little logistical for us because we've never seen that before, but it's becoming very popular right now. Now they need to trade those coins out. They need to get, they need to buy groceries. They need to get gasoline. Now what do they do? Well, and that's very common. Now, if they can get it to us, we will always buy it back and convert it to currency for them. Locally, you'll always find coin shops, dealers, pawn shops. There are so many people who will take physical metal, silver, as as in exchange it for currency. And like I said, even up here in the north, uh, northwest, there are already people who will take the, the physical silver as payment. They just give you a credit because they weigh it out. But let's say you have it at home and you decide you need it. We have it all the time. I just had a lady sell 20,000 ounces because she wanted to um, buy a house and pay cash. And so we just convert it. They, they sell it. We transfer it. If you own it, you can ship it to us. And once we confirm it, then we just convert it to currency and wire it or send you a check. Is it a good idea to have more than just silver, several different kinds of metal? What are the thoughts there? I would say stick very focused to silver and gold. I mean, like I said, gold I'm a little soft on because I don't trust them with that because it is money. Uh, But I would stick with silver. Um, The other metals are great for investing. Rhodium has made a tremendous profit in the last handful of years. The problem is the average person has no idea what rhodium is or any other metal. They know what silver is. They know what gold is. And so it's easy to convert. Silver, to me, is the most convertible. And what you're going to see, which many people are not aware of yet, there's going to be a lot of media publicity about silver in the future. And so it'll become even more so very, very common to understand. And if you have it, you're always going to be able to either barter with it trade with it or sell it to currency and use it then. Okay. Of course, you can be reached at cornerstoneassetmetals.com, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Mention Prophecy Club. That helps us. If they go through you, do they get a better price than most places because you are direct to the ground? We're very competitive. Uh, We are typically, on average, equal to less than uh, even the government Silver Eagle charges. Uh, Those prices are all over the map. So that's a hard statement because at some times our prices are definitely better. At other times it adjusts. This is is change too, Stan. Something in the last six months in the supply chain has become an underground panic because institutions have been taking a lot of this physical metal home and they're putting tremendous pressure on the exchanges. And so 
prices are, are all over the place. One minute it could be a large premium, next minute it's not. But we definitely are competitive and we definitely offer a good value um, beyond just the price itself. The nice part about working with us is you're getting something that is assayed and, and hallmarked and you can always sell it back. You can always call us and we have tremendous customer service to walk you through all the processes, especially in retirement accounts, IRAs. But that's a that's a big advantage. So not only can you just buy it, but you can also get professional guidance on all the myriad of questions people will have in the future when it comes to buying and selling. Terry Saka, CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Thank you for being on Prophecy Club. Oh, God bless you, Stan. Thank you and to all your, all your listeners and viewers. You're wonderful people. So, folks, if you'd like to get it, you go to CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Mention Prophecy Club when you call or in your email. And that helps us, and that way you will be hopefully more prepared when the trouble hits. God bless. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store. This is not to be confused with WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch 26 years and over 300 DVDs for a subscription of $20 a month or $200 a year. Click like, share, and subscribe.